Grace. I'm Sarah. I'm Shruti. And we're the Book Hoes. In this week's episode, we will be discussing graphic novels that we read this week. We all read different ones, I think. It'll be a surprise. Who knows what we've done this week? Not me. Um, But before we get to that, we will be discussing what we've been reading this week. So, Shruti, what did you read? Well, I'm happy to report I am now only four books behind in my reading goal. Yesterday it said three, and then today it said four, which whatever. Um, So last time, I think I was like halfway or I was like somewhat into Friends with Benedicts by Stacey Hart. Um, I finished that one. It was whatever. I, I only gave it two stars. It was a misleading because it was all like, oh, this is going to be a Friends with Benefits. And it really was just like Secret Baby. So whatever. It was fine. Stacey Hart just has a really good writing. I just can't get into her plots every now and then. So that one was rough for me. Um, then I read an Erin Nichols book, um, Heavy Petting, which is part of her Boys of the, Boys of the Bayou Gone Wild series. Um, this one was really fun. I gave it five stars. It was friends to lovers. I really liked it because the first like 30% you're reading and you're like, oh, this is wonderful. This is great. They're getting married. They're doing like the getting the jealous boy, like the bo- ex jealous, all like the fun stuff. But I'm like, wait a minute. Why is everything happening in the first 30%? This is weird. What's the rest of the book going to be? But they address the fact that like all of the things happen in the first 30%. And it's like a whole theme about how like the guy is apparently not good at the middle. He only like sweeps in at the end. So I thought that was really cool. Um, it was really That's fun. That's always Aaron like is- such a yeah. paranoid feeling. Like especially right? in a romance novel when like things like, are why like- Why are you getting married? Yeah, it's like happening so fast. And you're like, this can't be leading to something good if it's happening so soon. I have watched so many Bollywood movies and when they get married in the beginning, you know, you know, something tragic is about to happen. That was not the case in this book. It was about them getting married, but then like realizing, wait a minute, they actually hadn't been dating. They had never dated before this because they were just best friends. So it was like adjusting to that. So I really liked it. Um, I really love all of the family and all of the characters who are, are within the series. Also, the hero is a teacher which was fun. He's an elementary school teacher and she was a teacher, but now she like runs the education program for their like petting zoo. So it was a fun time. I love Erin Nichols. I highly recommend Erin Nichols to anyone who enjoys romances. Um, she has like sex scenes and stuff, but they're not like super, super to my, my opinion, they're not like, they're not like the most graphic ones I've read. Like they're, I think they're pretty tame. Um, but yeah, I just really love her romances. So definitely recommend to everyone. Then I don't even know what I was doing, but I was like, I, I picked up these two, I'm not even going to mention the names, picked up these two um, mafia romances, dark romances. No, we don't. I don't know. I was bored with myself. So I just picked up these two and I think I gave one of them two stars and one of them one star. Yeah, they were that bad. Um, Anyway, moving on. You finished them? I did finish them. Um, They were very quick. They were like, I was like, just in order to get through honestly I was reading them for the reading goal I was like all right I started I gotta finish them now okay and I will also say I read the first one and I was like okay this is not great but whatever but the one of the the other character that was mentioned I was like okay maybe their story is going to be more interesting so I picked up the second one and it was worse so that was disappointing what is a mafia romance like explain that to me real quick great question Grace um basically which is a Side note, this whole idea of like romancing the mafia is like obviously a very issue is a problematic and lots of issues with it. But the idea basically is that you have like a bunch of guys, they're usually alpha males who are like part of a mafia crime syndicate situation. And as one does. 
yeah, as one does. And then like, there's a woman involved and sometimes it's like, oh, the woman um, finds out about the thing and like, yeah, now they have to get married to like silence her or something. Or sometimes it's like part of a rival family and they have to do like the arranged marriage situation. So there's a lot of like different tropes within it, but basically it's usually like a dark romance where they tend to do things that you, you have to suspend your disbelief because you'll be like, in real life, you are an asshole and I would never touch you. But in the sense of the romance, I, I will suspend my disbelief for this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was, it, was, it was interesting. Then, apparently, I read The Prince and the Dressmaker, which is a graphic novel, which we will discuss later on. But I'll just say here, I loved it and we definitely recommend, but we'll come back to that by Jen Wang. Then this weekend, I was like, I think I should read a trilogy because I was going through my um, to read list and I realized that so many of my fantasy paranormal series that I had been like putting off because I was waiting for the last book in the trilogy or the series to come out. Well, the last books have come out. So now I'm like, oh, I have all of these trilogies I can read. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. So I read um, Jennifer L. Armentrout's The Harbinger the Harbinger series, um, which is a spinoff to one of her other series, um, which is relevant because in the previous series, it's about, um, so this is the whole world about like demons and angels and like, that's like kind of that kind of stuff, which is I think really interesting and different, which is cool. Um, But in the previous series, the guy who loses the love triangle, if you will, is the hero of this spinoff series. Um, And I always love when she does that because I don't read her original series. One, because they're written so long ago and her writing isn't the greatest. Also, I heard like really bad things about the love triangle in that particular series. And I was like, I don't need to, I'm not about that life. So instead I just read about the character who I probably would have been rooting for anyway, find his love interest. So you know what? It's a win-win for me. Um, yeah, and I am enjoying this. I gave the first and the second book four stars. Although the second book I may give, come back and give five. I don't know yet. I'm only halfway through the third one. So I haven't finished that one yet. Um, I really enjoyed the first book because the plot was really interesting. I think it wrapped it up well too, all of like the plot points for that first book. And it was a good like setting the stage and the world and everything. Um, I thought the romance pacing was very good also. Like they kiss a couple times, but like nothing super heavy or like it's very much like building their relationship, which is really fun in a series, which I, I forgot how much I loved a romance series because you get that, that slow burn in a book form, which is really cool. Um, so I really did enjoy that. I think I enjoyed the plot more in the second, in the first one, because the plot in the second one was a little all over the place for me. Um, however, there was a lot of really cool world building. However, the heroine and the hero have a lot of romantic conflict angst going on in the second book because, you know, that's what happens. And at times I was like, this is really frustrating and I hate it. I get that it's happening. And I like that the romance was a little bit more in, in like foot center stage in the second book. But there were times where I like, both of you are being idiots. Can we please just get it together? Um, and I will say the plot twist climax of that second book was great. It was excellent. However, the plot risk is kind of ruined in like the first chapter of the third book, which I'm a little disappointed about, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so I'm like halfway through the third book I'm a little bit more than halfway through the third book um and I will well I will reserve judgment until I finish but I'm like more than halfway through and like we haven't even like the main bad guy who was introduced at the end of the second book came I think has appeared once I don't know there's a lot of other stuff happening and I'm like I get it we're setting the stage for the big climactic moment but like 
that arm's reading too fast. And I'm like, I feel like nothing is happening. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll see. We'll see what happens. But overall, I am enjoying it, especially I like that it is more about like demons and angels and like heaven and hell kind of stuff rather than the traditional vampire werewolf situation. So it's nice to see something different, which I've noticed Jennifer Armentrout does. Like she has like an aliens one. And then obviously right now her famous, like her big one that's out coming out right now is like the Blood and Ash series, which is about vampires. Um, but I liked reading this one because I, I guess I just wanted something different and doing the angel demon gargoyle is the other thing situation is very cool um so yeah i am enjoying that um i'm hoping i think that i don't know i'll come i'm gonna have to revisit the ratings after i finish the third book um and obviously the ending of the third book is going to make a big difference and probably how i feel about the series as a whole so but yeah i did read a trilogy um i also by the way started like the first chapter of the x talk which is our group read for september and will probably be my next book after i finish um grace and glory but yeah that's what I have been reading. I'm still four books behind on my schedule, though. So hopefully I will catch up eventually. I believe in you. Thank you. Grace, what have you been reading this week? So disclaimer, it's technically been two weeks since we recorded. That is true. That is Which true. is why I've read so much. But I've read a lot since we last recorded. Um, so last week I mentioned that I was in the middle of two books and I finished both of those. The first one was Fire by Kristen Cashore, which is the second book in the Graceling trilogy. I have not read the first book in the Graceling trilogy, but my friend got me this book for my birthday and said, read it. And so I did. And you do not have to read the first Graceling book to understand this, which is good because again, I have not read it. Um, it, I, at the beginning, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And the more I, I mainly listened to it on audiobook. And the more that I listened to it, I was like, I kind of know what's going on. Um, but it was good. I, it was very, it was published in 2009. And it was very much the product of its time. I feel like it's got like a bunch of typical YA tropes, like the really pretty girl that doesn't know that she's pretty and all the men are obsessed with her and she's like oh what a what a tragedy it is to be beautiful and there's the love triangle I don't know it was very like stereotypical in that way however something that I enjoyed about the book is that she has um this best friend named Archer who is an archer very on the nose and um, by the way I hate this guy but that is not <laughs> the point of what I'm trying to say um, and he's in love with her, just like every other male in the book is. Um, and the reason they're all in love with her is because she's a monster. And she has, like, this fiery hair that people can't help be drawn to her. People either, like, love her or they want her dead or both. And um, she can also, like, read into people's minds and influence what they do. So that's why she's a monster. And that's why people are drawn to her. Anyway, so she has this best friend growing up. And he's in love with her, just like everyone else. And, um... He, like, keeps getting her to marry her, and she definitely does not want to be with him romantically whatsoever. Like, she just wants to be friends. But she, she keeps having sex with him, which I thought was really interesting and nuanced. Like, it was, and it was never portrayed like she was, like, leading him on or anything. Like, she was just like, I, I need sex. Mm. I mean, they didn't come out and say that, but that's, that's what it was doing. And I thought that was very progressive for 2009. And she's never villainized for it in any way. He's villainized a couple times, but, um, but it was cool. I thought that it was a very nuanced take and I appreciated that. 
Um, and overall, it was a pretty good book. I gave it would be like three point five or four stars. Yeah, it was good. The narrator of the audiobook was really good as well. So that is a book that I read. And um, the other book that I mentioned I was in the middle of last time we recorded was Small Favors by Erin A. Craig, which I also finished. And that book is also by the author of uh, House of Salt and Sorrows, which is the um, 12 Dancing Princesses horror fantasy retelling. And this book, as I mentioned last time, is basically The Village, which is the movie by M. Night Shyamalan. This girl lives in this like quiet little village. They don't have like electricity and they, it's a very quaint old timey place. And um, people in the village have to leave to go out to get supplies like sugar and stuff like that. And the people who go out to make those supply runs do not come back, but their horse comes back and it's got claw marks in it. And there's a rumor or the, the city, or the city, the village was founded on this thing where, like, there are these monsters lurking in the woods, and that's why you shouldn't go into them, and so they think that the monsters are back, and then all these people keep doing these weird things, like, they keep, it's kind of, there were parts I was like, oh my god, this is dark, um, like, things are getting stolen, and all this stuff, like, the people in the village are acting weird, and then, like, people these like weird sightings keep happening there's, there's this woman who has like these really scary fingers and like is wandering around like a spooky lady and I was like I love a good spooky lady um it was really good it was a really good book um I think it's also kind of based on Rumpelstiltskin but I don't really know hmm. a lot about Rumpelstiltskin so don't quote me on that but it was really good it was very spooky it was also very much like small town vibe like de-romanticizing the small town that like the people here are actually shitty and you just have to push on them and then they reveal how shitty they are and they actually don't care about you. I like books. I like stories that do that for some reason. And it was really good. I very much recommend it. And I think I will be an Aaron A. Craig stand forevermore. And I am looking forward to what she writes next. So those were two books. I also read Laura Dean Keyspray. Oh, so Sarah, I'm sure you know this, but I'm taking a young adult materials class this semester, which means I have to read 20 young adult books from this required reading list. And a lot of these books are not books necessarily that I would choose to read on my own, which is good. I'm branching out. It's fun. Um, so if you hear me talk about books and you're like, interesting choice from Grace, that's why it technically wasn't a choice. <laughs> um, so one of these books that I had to read was Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me, which I kind of wanted to read anyway. It's a graphic novel, which is the subject of our episode. So I will talk about that later. And another book that I read for this class was Light It Up by Kikla Magoon, which is a book about a community. Technically, yet again, this is a sequel. Did not realize this was a sequel until I started reading it. And I was like, oh no, but it turns out that again, the first book was not one that I needed to read. So it was okay. But um, it's told from like a bunch of points of view and it's about this community. I think that they're in New York um, where a black kid was killed by the police like a few years ago. And that was the first book, what the first book is about. And this book is, it happens again to this 13-year-old unarmed black girl. She gets shot by a police officer. And so the book is like 
what happens after that and how it impacts that community and how like far the outreach is. And it was really cool, actually. There were a lot of points of view. One of the points of view was like from a police officer. One was from like the daughter of the cop that shot the girl who's like really young, like she was like 11. So it was like, and then there was like adult point of view and there was like children's point of views. There's like the point of view of the activist group that's nearby and it was cool. It was good. I enjoyed it actually. Um, yeah, it was a good book. And then the last book, and then I'll stop talking and Sarah can start talking, is I'm not done with it yet, but I started a book not for class. Um, should not have done this. I don't have time, but I did it anyway. It's called The Charm Offensive by Allison Cochran. And it just came out a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about it in our um, books we are looking forward to that are coming out soon episode. And it is basically, it is based off of The Bachelor. Obviously, they do not call it The Bachelor in the book, but it's The Bachelor. It is about a guy named Dev, who is like this big romantic, believes in love, all this stuff. And he is a producer on The Bachelor, which I'm just going to call it that because that's what it is. And this guy who's like a millionaire, he owns like a tech startup or something. And his name is Charlie. He gets cast as The Bachelor because he wants to preserve his image and get back into um, his career again because he's been disgraced because he's been labeled as difficult to work with. And the reason he's been labeled as difficult to work with is because he has really bad anxiety and has really bad OCD. And the other character, Dev, has depression, but it's like he like hides it really well. So it's like Charlie is like very outwardly a mess and then Dev is a mess, but he's like hiding it. Um, and so Dev is like, yeah, I'll help you get your, um, get your act together and get you your career again. I'm going to make you fall in love with one of these girls. But of course, they're going to end up falling in love with each other. And I'm like halfway through the book, I think. And I am obsessed with it. It is so good. I think it might end up being a toss up between people we meet on vacation for like my favorite book of the year so far. Like mm. it's so good. I like am, I have the ebook. So I've been like reading it at work. So, but I have it on my phone too. So like I was eating lunch today and reading the book while I was eating lunch instead of scrolling through TikTok. I never do this. And I just am like constantly like, I want to know what will happen next in the book. And it's so good. I love it so much. I very highly recommend it. It's great. It's very, very good. Um, I'm not done yet, obviously, but so far it is very, very good. Noted. Yes. Nice. Sarah, what have you read this week? I have also read quite a lot in the last two weeks. And honestly, every single book I've read in the last two weeks has slapped so hard. I'm riding high. The vibes are great. I'm feeling good. Um, all of these books, I gave five stars. So I'll go through them kind of quick because there's one I'm going to want to talk about a little bit longer than the others. So um, last time I mentioned that I started listening to The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. Um, I finished that. Oh, feels like a while ago, but I guess it was like two weeks ago. Um, and the whole time I was listening to it, I was kind of like, yeah, this is pretty good. Like it was always entertaining, but I wasn't truly wowed by it until literally the last, like, I don't even know if it was the last 10 minutes, like the last five minutes of the audiobook, I screamed. I was listening to it in the car on the <laughs> way to work. I yelled. The ending was insane. I like, 
I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I've been known to be a little bit dumb and like not see the plot twists in thrillers coming. Like, I'll be like, oh my gosh, that was a crazy twist. And I look on Goodreads and everyone's like, I saw the twist coming from a mile away. That happens to me sometimes. But I genuinely think this was a really good twist because I looked, because sometimes with those twists, I can be like, yeah, I can see how people saw those coming with this and it wasn't like one of those out of nowhere twists either because those make me mad too where they just like throw it in out of nowhere and it's like you can possibly guess that this one it's like if you go back and you think about it but it's just I never even consider I I I don't want to give anything away Hmm. but if you start this book and you think it's a little slow it is a little bit slow it takes place at a summer camp and um it's it's really it's it's so good um I definitely recommend and at this point, I've read three out of five of Riley Sager's books. Um, at least I think he has five. So there's, yeah. But um, I don't know if I'm going to read um, the, what's the pink one, Lock Every Door? Because I've heard. Oh. Yeah, I've heard that one's a little bit gory. Um, oh, okay. That's fine. I thought you were going to say something bad. I no, own that one. I no, I've heard it's it good, but I've heard it's a little bit gory and I don't really do well with gore. So I'll probably um, pass on that one. Um, and then his newest one, Survive the Night. I've just heard it's bad. Like every, <laughs> I, there have been, I've seen a few people who liked it, but like the vast majority of the reviews I've heard of that one are that it's bad. So I'm not saying I'll never read it. I'll probably like listen to it on audiobook at some point, but um, I don't have too high hopes of that one. But um, yeah, and then the next book I read was Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Oh. Um, yeah, Grace, you read this one a little while ago. I did. You? Yeah, I, it just happened to be available at the library and I just wanted an audiobook. So I put it on and I did not expect it to be so good. It's good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I loved the main character and I loved the way it was written so that, I don't know, you can see, I, there were even parts of it that like, I can see how like 20 somethings could relate to it, but also it talks about like more serious social issues and like, I don't know, it was just, it was so good. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say too much about it because I think you should go into it like I did knowing nothing if you haven't read it yet. So I'll leave it at that, but I definitely recommend this one. Um, like I said, I gave all these books five stars. So this one was another five star. Um, and after that one, I was just kind of the, I finished the X talk like recently. I think I mentioned that I finished it last episode, but after the X talk, I was like, I want another like fun romance. I was feeling that way after the X talk too, actually, which is weird because I feel like I read a bunch of romances over the summer and I was like, I don't want to read any anymore. Yeah. And then I read the X talk and I was like, suddenly I want to read some more. Right. (laughs) And the, the X talk was so good. So I read, you know, last time I lied in such a fun age, I was still craving like a nice romance and I had an audiobook credit. I just happened to see, um, Laura, our friend, friend of the podcast, she's been on here before, um, on Twitter, she just like happened to mention, uh, in a tweet, the well-met series. She said it was like mm. good fall vibes. She said it was fun or something like that. And I was like, you know what? That's what I need right now. So I picked up well-met on audiobook. It um, is a romance. It takes place at a Renaissance fair. Um, this uh, young woman moves in with her. That's not a really formal. She's like 20 something, 20 something woman moves in with her older sister who was like in a car accident. Her, she used to take care of her sister. 
um, while she uh, can't walk and her sister's a daughter and stuff, she ends up getting roped into signing up for the local Renaissance fair to volunteer to like be a, act as like a tavern wench um, because her niece wants to do it and she's like an adult or whatever, whatever. She gets roped into volunteering for the, for the Renaissance fair. And it is just so fun. Um, it does take place in the summer, but it still has fall vibes somehow. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I had such a good time. I wasn't, I never really, I have heard about this series, obviously it's pretty popular, um, but I didn't really like, I was never really, I don't know. I was never really convinced to pick it up until I just happened to see Lara's tweet. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. And it was just so fun and cute. And like, it was so atmospheric. I had so much fun listening to it. Um, I love the romance. I loved all the characters. And yeah, I finished that one the other day and I gave that five stars as well because it was such a fun time. And I also love that it's a series because I've been trying yeah. to read more series and I haven't found a lot of like romance series that I really like. This is the first like romance series. I, I think it's the first one that I've really gotten into. So, um, and I started the second book, Well Played. I started that today and I am halfway through it because I was listening to it while I was at work today because work was kind of slow. And that one... I'm not liking it as much as the first one, but it's still really fun. And it has an interesting, uh, this one t- is about her, the main character of Wellmet's friend, Stacy. Um, and there's an, int- it has an interesting storyline. So I'm curious to see where that one goes. And the third one's coming out in October. So I have yet another, I have another book to look forward to. I love it when, you know, I have books in a series to look forward to where I actually have read the other books in the series recently. <laughs> so I actually remember and know what the fuck is going on. Um, so anyway, we have reached the piece de resistance of the books that I've read this week. And that is Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney. So we've talked about normal people. We did an episode about normal people, right? We did. It was group read. We did. Yeah, it was a group read. Oh yeah, that's right. It was a group read. Duh. It was during the pandemic. It, it was during happen. the, you're right. It was <laughs> during the pandemic. Um, and I read her other book, Conversations with Friends, like soon after reading Normal People. And I really liked both, but reading those books, there was always just like something holding me back from really loving them. Like I think Normal People, I finally gotten to that point now that I've read it like a couple of times. I'm like, okay, this is a, I really love this, but there's always something like mildly frustrating to me about her, about those two books. There was just something frustrating, but I did not feel that with Beautiful World, Where Are You? Um, I loved it the entire time. I was having such a great time reading it. Um, There were definitely things about the characters that frustrated me. They were definitely like pretentious as hell. Um, Were there long paragraphs where they, they like in the story, they like the characters like write each other long emails or whatever. And there were definitely paragraphs that were way too long where they were talking about like, you know, socialism and British history or whatever. But like, I just skimmed those. I don't care. (laughs) I had so much fun. I loved, I I, I like genuinely love the characters too, which is not something you expect from Sally Rooney. Um, Normally her characters are like, questionable they're like annoying you like like them but you also get mad at them a lot these characters I like I sympathize with them even when they did stupid stuff I was like I you know that's okay like I I you know I forgive you because I like you anyway um I loved like the message I loved the relationships um Shruti it was pretty like romance heavy so if you were considering reading it you might actually Hmm. like it so noted 
Yeah. And it has, I love, you know, the ending, everything about it. Just, it was so good. And, you know, I don't care if it's overhyped and I'm getting real tired of seeing people's call. Like, I don't know, like I hate, I hate it when people put in their Goodreads review. Um, I might've liked this book more if everyone didn't hype it up so much. Who I'm like, I've never seen anyone oh say yeah, that. So That's many so people say that. People say that on, and it's not even in Goodreads reviews. People say it on Twitter. Like uh, people just hype this book up too much. So like, I just didn't like it. The hype was too high. The hype got to me. I'm like, shut And it's also like, what do you want me to do? Like not talk about a book that I liked yeah. just because other people are talking about it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And also if you're going into a book with unrealistically high expectations, that's on you, yes. babe. That's not my fault. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Because <laughs> I know the overhyped comments are coming about this book soon because yes, everyone is reading it, talking about it right now. But I don't care. It's genuinely, I really enjoyed it. It's my favorite Sally Rooney book. And it might be like one of my favorite books I've read this year, which is um, saying a lot because I've read a lot of good books this year, actually. I was just looking at my reading challenge. I was like, wow, it's been a good reading year. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I uh, finished that one. And then I also started the Hawthorne Legacy, which is a sequel to the Inheritance Games, which I also, if you'll remember, I read very recently and loved. So I'm only about like 30 pages into that one, but so far it's fun. And I am excited to see where that one goes. But yeah, I didn't read a graphic novel specifically for this episode like I was supposed to. But in my defense, I have read like four graphic novels this year. So I have plenty to talk about still. Um, I did start reading Persepolis 2, which is obviously the sequel to Persepolis that I read at the end of last year, beginning of this year, something like that. Um, but I started reading it and then my copy of Beautiful World Where Are You came in the mail. So <laughs> I just didn't finish it. I'm so sorry, but I have other ones that I'll be able to talk about. It's okay. But um, honestly, Sarah, you may have convinced me to read the Sally Rooney book. Cause I was yeah, like, same. I think, I, I, think I, I marked it as to read, but it was one, it's one of those where I'm like, yeah, someday I'll read this, but I don't care. Yeah. I'll read it soon. I think you guys will like it. Yeah, I think you guys would like it. Definitely like skim some of the like boring parts, but there's, (laughs) it's not that many. And also it's just, I don't know. It was nice. It was like a hopeful like story. I don't know. It's, I think you you guys might like Mm -hmm. it. You might like it. Okay. Yeah. My interest is peaked. And there is a lot, it is a lot of romance, Trudy. So it's very romance heavy. So. Okay. Definitely noted. Yeah. So, um, I am also, I haven't started it yet, but I am going to very soon start reading um, The Love Hypothesis by um, to Allie Hazelwood. And yes. um, which we mentioned, out. I think, in our yeah. books that we're looking forward to reading. Yeah. Yes, we mentioned it in books that we're looking forward to reading episode. Um, and we mentioned that you guys were the ones who actually brought to my attention that it looks like like Raylo on the cover. And Mm -hmm. um, two weekends ago, I was at, or last weekend or something, I was at my friend Kelly's house. Kelly has also been on the pod. She's a friend of the podcast. Um, And we were just like talking about books. And I told her about this one, how it looks like Raylo on the cover, which for those of you who don't know is Ray and Kylo Ren from the new Star Wars movies. 
And we were like, I wonder if it's like actually a Raylo book or if like the cover designer just likes Raylo or something. So um, we found out what everyone knows now that it's it's published Raylo fan fiction. Yeah. Um, we found yeah. the fan fiction that's based on. Oh, yeah. it actually exists. Yeah. We found okay. Yeah. So back when back when this happened, this was big news. This week, though, everyone already everyone everyone's already talking about it. I saw like four TikToks about it. So I was like, oh, well, there goes my. <laughs> my big T, but it's like, yeah, we found the fan fiction that's based on, we found her, she doesn't really hide it, but like, like you can easily find her archive of our own account and read all of her Raylo fan fictions. If you so desire, just do some searching on Twitter and you'll come across it. I promise you it's not difficult to find. Um, and uh, some of them are pretty fucking weird. Um, I'm not going to go into detail, but they're pretty fucking weird. <laughs> I'll, this is my task for later tonight. This yeah. is my task for later tonight. Just so I, I will let Grace inform me later. I will. I'm mm-hmm. surprised that I feel like I don't know if this is like a real rule or if it's just something that people do. But I think when you write a book and you base it off of your fan fiction, I feel like people normally take the fan fiction down before they publish the that's, book, right? Yes, yes, that's what got to me. We also found so she didn't take down her archive of her own account. She deleted Which is like fine, but like yeah. at least take down the specific thing. Right. No, that fan fiction is it's still up. Like we found it and we're like, oh, it's this one. So we're like, I wonder if it's still up. It's still up. Um, it's unfinished because she probably got a book deal like halfway through writing it or whatever. Um, and, uh, she, she deleted like a lot of her tweets, but they're back from like when she was like just a fan and not an author, but there are like still replies and some of the replies are pretty weird. And I'm like, what, what were you talking about? Cause it would be like, this tweet was deleted by the author. And then like some replies of like weird stuff. Um, I'm looking anyone, forward to this. If I'm looking forward wants, to this. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If anyone wants to go on a little trip, just, uh, search the author's Twitter handle and Raylo and, um, You'll get a lot of stuff come up. You'll you'll get a lot of stuff come up. See, I figured the book was like she wrote Raylo fan fiction and then adapted was like, it or something. Wait, this is actually really good, and yeah. changed all their names and gave it to like you know her agent, or which whatever. is what I think most people would yes. do. Okay. All right, let's <laughs> let's talk about graphic novels. Maybe I don't yes. know. Crazy concept. The actual topic of this episode. But actually, this week, I'm going to listen to the Love Hypothesis, and I'll report back. Anyways, (laughs) yes. Yes, do that. Before we start talking about graphic novels, which is our main topic of the episode, let's hear a word from our sponsor. And we're back. So, this week, some of us read a graphic novel. Sarah read graphic novels before this, so it's okay. She's read graphic novels in her life, so she's still allowed to be here. They're just a part of my regular reading routine. Yeah, like when I switch up genres, like I throw in a graphic novel here and there. Like, uh, yeah. Um, so, Shirley, what graphic novel did you read this week? Um, so I read The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang. Um, it was very, very cute. So basically, it's about Prince Sebastian um, and his parents are like looking for a bride for him so he can get married. Um, but he's actually hiding a secret. Um, he likes to, and this takes place in like Paris, but at night he actually likes to transform into Lady Cristilla um, and wear dresses. Um, and what happens is he ends up hiring the dressmaker, Francis, 
Um, and she's like really great at making dresses and like ideally her dream is to like become a big fashion designer. And um, so they become friends because she secretly makes dresses for him and he like secretly goes out and they go out together. Um, and it is really, really cute. So it is YA. Um, what I really love about it is there's like some of the traditional stuff. Like he's getting like, you know, he's being set up with um, princesses by his parents, but he's like, you know, pining after his best friend, friends to lovers, you know how I am. Um, and then uh, what I really liked was Francis kind of like steps back when the prince is gets afraid of like anyone finding out about his secret about uh, dressing, like wearing dresses. And she's like, well, I want to like actually, you know, be a fashion designer. I want people to actually see my dresses and like, no, it was me who was making them because like all her dresses right now are like um, people are making knockoffs and stuff like that. Um, so they have a fight, you know, and she rent like they ran away and all of that. But what I really, really loved was the resolution. Um, so when they find out when Sebastian's secret is revealed, spoiler, um, there is like a really lovely moment with his parents and how that's all resolved. Um, so I really loved this because it was like a really nice take on, you know, one, it's obviously a romance, but then also there's talking about gender identity and um, sexuality and stuff like that. And I just really loved it. Um, obviously, Friends to Lovers is my favorite thing ever. Um, so this was just really cute. And then the illustrations were also really lovely. They weren't like super detailed, like they were detailed, but they weren't like super, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is, but like it was just a good feeling um, it just felt very charming and lovely are like just the words that had come to mind when I read this. Um, but yeah, it was just really good. And I had a good time. Nice. I may have to read that. That one does sound yeah. really good. Actually. I heard, I had heard of it before. And then when you said you were reading, it, I was like, Oh, maybe I should read that soon too. Yeah. It's it definitely, was- yeah. It's also really what I like is, so it takes place in Paris and like, obviously there's a prince and stuff like that. But it's also, like, in modern times at the same time, like, the fashion show is, like, a normal fashion show that we would see nowadays, which I really liked. Like, you were, at times you're like, wait, this is weird and jarring. But also, you're like, this is fun. So I was like, so like it's cool. like a fusion in a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I almost read that because that was on my recommended reading list. But instead, I read Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me by Mariko Tamaki and um, Rosemary Valero O'Connell did the illustrations. And it is about a girl named Freddie. She's in high school and she's dating this girl named Laura Dean, who's like the cool girl at her school. And Laura Dean keeps breaking up with her. And it was really good. I liked how it was like, I mean, it's about like a pretty toxic relationship, but I liked how it was about two girls. Like it felt like it could be a story about anyone, but you know, it's specifically about two girls, which I thought was good. Like it was just a good story to tell from that perspective. And um, ah, Goodreads, why would you do this? It failed. Okay, we're fine. I hate Goodreads. Anyway, um, and the story is told through her talking to like an advice columnist. And so she's like sending these emails and she's like, I have this girlfriend who sucks, but I can't leave her because I really like her. And um, she says in one of the emails, she's like, I'm sure that, you know, the LGBT activists fought for me to get my heart broken like this over and over again, which I thought was funny. It was good. I also really liked the art style a lot. It was very pink. Like each page was kind Mm. of black and whitish or like kind of like subdued, but like there was always like a splash of pink in each like little panel. 
Yeah, if nice. you're if you're listening to this, go look up the cover of that book right now. It is mm-hmm. so it's pretty. I think that's really like why mm-hmm. I went with it. I was like, this is so pretty. I have to read it. And I also loved Freddie's hair, like which is such a weird thing, I guess, to say. But like, I was just like captivated by the way her hair looked in each panel. Like, it's always <laughs> it's like really long, and so it was always like there were a lot of like panels of her lying down, so her hair would be like spread out around her face. And it just looked nice. It was a very aesthetically pleasing book. Um, And it was very much about like an abusive relationship and how like she was suffering because of the relationship, but also like how she's so wrapped up in the relationship that she was also hurting the people around her while she was hurting because she couldn't like see outside of the relationship enough to like be a good friend and all this stuff. And it was good. I really enjoyed it a lot. That sounds really good. That's been on my list for a while, actually. I'd kind of forgotten about it until Mm -hmm. um, you brought up that you were going to read it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to read that. So I'll probably read that soon, actually. That'll probably be the next, like, well, after Persepolis 2, the next graphic novel I pick up. Um, Because I've heard so many good things about it. It's won like awards and stuff. It does look super pretty, which um, no one can call me a snob for saying that about a graphic (laughs) novel because the art plays a big part in the it way you does. It, does it does so if you don't like the art style of a graphic novel you're gonna have trouble enjoying it so I'm exactly. not being a cover snob by saying <laughs> that it actually matters mm-hmm. <laughs> um so like I said I didn't read a graphic novel this week per se but I'm kind of at the point where I just read one every once in a while I've read quite a few this year actually I've read probably like three so far and that was my goal I I still want to read more like I said I want to read both the ones Grace and Trudy mentioned um but the one I read most recently um is called Stone Fruit by Lee Lai um it is by uh well it's by Lee Lai but it's published by um like a independent publisher called Fantagraphics um my boyfriend is really into graphic novels. He was very excited when I told him we were doing an episode about graphic novels. And he got me that one for my birthday because that's like basically all he reads. And he picked out ones that he thought that I would enjoy. And he picked right because I really loved Stone Fruit. It's about, yeah, he's over there pretty happy. Um, <laughs> it's about um, two women who've been dating for a long time and they start to one of well one of the women has a sister with a daughter and the sister and um her partner had broken up a while ago and kind of left her with the daughter so the main character like babysits the daughter um she takes you know takes her out while the mom's at work while her, or i guess while her sister's at work and stuff and she and her girlfriend would take the little girl out and they would go play at the playground together they had like kind of fantasy games that they would play to kind of as an escape. Um, so the, but then the main character and her girlfriend start having relationship problems and um, her girlfriend decides to go home, which is well they were living together and the girlfriend decides to move out and go back home to her parents, which is a big deal because she has a really strained relationship with her parents. Um, but both her and her girlfriend were struggling with, with their mental health so they just decided to take a break and it's a really great story because it felt really short I read it all in one sitting but it did such a good job in uh I guess delving into family issues like relationship issues mental health um 
And the other really cool thing about this book is I love the art for a lot of reasons, but especially the way the artist used, she drew, this sounds weird, but she drew the characters differently depending on, um, I guess, what they were feeling. So the main character, whenever she was feeling, I guess, like a, like she drew her as kind of like this monster like figure whenever they were out in the woods playing with her niece because she was kind of like free and they showed them kind of like it's hard to describe but it's really artistically drawn as them just like kind of floating through the woods when they're at their like you know most peaceful and happy um but she also drew her as kind of like this different type of monster figure when she was like fighting with her girlfriend and everything when she because she that's kind of how she saw herself at the time and it took me a, like a little bit into the book to catch on to that I was like why do they look like that in the beginning because she drew them as kind of like that I keep saying monsters I don't know how else to describe it They're, it's not like a bad type of monster it's just like not human and I was like why do they look like that is this like a fantasy novel but then I realized she's just using art to portray like the the inner feelings of the main character, like her inner turmoil or like when she feels free, when she's with her niece and everything. So it was a really, really cool book. Um, I loved it and I definitely recommend it if you're looking for a graphic novel that really touches on a lot of different topics and it's not long. Like I said, I read it in one sitting and it took me like an hour. So really good, definitely recommend. That does sound good. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to bring this up since it seems relevant to our interests. I went to go look at the Goodreads page for this book. And one of the top reviews on the first page is Taylor Swift songs, which I assume she means relate to this book. Seven, right where you left me in Ivy. So interesting. Oh, I wonder, yeah, I love I wonder, that. I wonder I if this person that. leaves Taylor Swift songs on all the reviews. We don't have time to look at that now. Anyway, <laughs> right, so that was interesting. That's perfect. That is uh, very convenient. That person has taste. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't read a lot of graphic novels. I don't know. I, I, I'm a big check please stand as we've established. So I guess I do, In since I love that book so much, I do really like graphic novels by default, I suppose. But I don't read a lot. Um, and I would like to read more for many reasons. But the biggest being, they are so quick to read yes like yeah it took me no time at all to read this book and the book is like mm -hmm. relatively thick I don't know why I am making hand gestures this is a podcast um it's a relatively thick book but I read it so quickly because it's just pictures and dialogue and mm -hmm. yeah and sometimes that's what you need and it, but it still like tells like a meaningful story like it's not yeah. less because mm -hmm. it's pictures and dialogue you can do so much more with that which I feel like people write off sometimes because it's not words but words sometimes you don't need words sometimes yeah words. yeah and like words. and like I was describing the art in stone fruit like this author couldn't have gotten that kind of message across if it was just a standard written book like mm -hmm. it would not have had the same feeling it would not have had the same like vibes I guess it, it's it's a completely different medium than a standard novel and I think that's really cool and I've been um, kind of picking up on that the more graphic novels I read the more I realize like like it sounds obvious like obviously it's a different medium but you start to see just all the different ways that um, graphic novelists use to get get the story across that are so different from a traditional novel and I think it's really cool I think so too 
I think so too. And it's like a really great mix of like the things you enjoy from a book and things you can enjoy from like a TV show or a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like one of the scenes that like really stands out for me from the princess and the dressmaker is the one where he's like, like talking to a prince, like the princess that he's supposed to be talking like date on a date with. But then like off to the side, he's like looking at the, he's looking at his best friend instead and like doing little pining yearning moment. And it just stands out for me because it's like, not something you obviously you can get yearning and pining in a written form um through words but it hits differently when it's just one small panel and mm-hmm. you're just looking at them looking off to the distance and you can also get that from you know a visual like medium with tv or movie but then you don't get the the quickness of like i don't know it doesn't feel as sharp of a story because it's in a graphic novel and it is you can finish it so quickly you hit like all the high notes at the right places it just, I don't know, it, it feels like it's a condensed version, but it's still, like, just as rich as any other, like, written story. Yeah, and also, like, a TV or a movie would be, like, you would convey that through, like, a scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, a graphic novel is, like, often just, like, one picture. And then right. that's it, which mm-hmm. is cool as well. Yeah, and you can get so much, like, you know, what the saying is, a picture is worth mm-hmm. a thousand words. You can get mm-hmm. so much across in just a single frame of a graphic novel. And yeah, I'm glad I've started picking them up more and more because I think um, before before I guess John started like introducing me to more and more of them, I thought they were all just kind of like comic books and stuff, which is like fine. Like obviously there's nothing wrong with comic books. I just was not like super into that kind of thing. But then I started like looking more and more into it. And he got me uh, Stone Fruit. And then he also got me another one too that I want to read. Um, and then I read like Persepolis, you know, there's check please. Like there's so many different genres and types of graphic novels. They're not all just like, you know, dark and comic book. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always like Alan Moore and there's Watchmen and all those, and those are great and everything like no hate, no shade, but those aren't for everyone. And sometimes it seems like those are the ones that get popular. So they get talked about a lot. But there's like a whole different side of graphic novels that are just there. Whatever you're interested in, there's probably like a graphic novel in that genre. Yeah. Speaking of, so one of the other ones I was thinking about maybe reading, but I didn't get a chance to, um, is called Fangs by Sarah Anderson. And I'm bringing this up because the premise is so good. So at some point I will read this. Um, but the premise is basically a vampire and a werewolf um, are dating and like fall in love. And I'm like, that's literally the only premise, but like, that's perfect for me. I was like, that this is amazing. exactly what I want. Yeah. And oh my it's, gosh. It's literally you read that, I want to hear yeah. about it. Um, it's like, it's just like a simple romance story, but because it's a vampire and a werewolf, we're obviously like, you know, naturally supposed to be enemies and stuff. Like it's going to, I, it's, um, Lottie Link is really funny. It's by Sarah Anderson. Um, and I think it's actually free online as well. Um, because she published it on, yeah. So you can probably find it, but I, yeah so that's like that's one thing I really enjoy so when I was looking for this I was like okay if I'm gonna read a graphic novel I want it to be in the same genre of things I actually enjoy um so and I was like I was very pleasantly surprised to see there's a lot of romance graphic novels you just have to know where to look and so that was cool um so that might be something else I I might read soon yeah that does sound really good the the vampire and the werewolf falling in love you know Mm -hmm. uh we love to see it also, I like how in this book, I looked it up on Goodreads as well, the werewolf is named Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy. That's so funny. Elsie and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one graphic novel that I really want to read while we are sharing, I need to read Heartstopper. 
I know everyone yeah, likes so Sarah it. Yeah, so Sarah recommendation. Yeah, Sarah recommended it to me. Yes. I know it's really good and it's getting on Netflix soon. Yes. I really? Read the, yeah. yeah. They just finished filming it. Yeah. And I, I think read that one too. And I think there's a dog in it. Is there a dog? I believe so. so I feel like there is. Yeah. Isn't it very long? It's like there's, four volumes. Also, we just talked about how graphic novels aren't long. It's probably as long right, as you're Chuck, right. It's yeah. probably as long as Chuck Pleases. Yeah, it's a lot. No, I think it's longer than Check Please. There's oh. like it's like probably doubled because Check Please was only two volumes, right? Oh, that's true. I guess I was thinking about how Check Please is like four years. Yeah, but Heartstopper, I think I think there's actually more like six, if I'm not mistaken. It's okay. It is pretty no, long, but like they're graphic novels, so it's not like it would take a long time to read. Yeah, I'll definitely read it before it goes on Netflix. Yeah, I need to read that too because I read Alice Osmond's. I read like maybe two of her other books. So um, I need to read more like of her books too. I've only read Loveless, which I loved. Oh yeah. I didn't read that one. Read Radio Silence. That I know I need to read Radio so Silence. Oh good. <laughs> it's been on my list for forever. I don't know why I haven't read it yet. I love that book so much. I still need to read. I've had, we were born for this on my shelf literally since it came out and I just never read it. So I'll read, probably read Heartstopper before I read that one though. Same. Yeah, I think with hearts, I just YA is just hard. I think with the Prince and the Dressmaker, it was also because it was like in that fantasy slash not real life world. I was able to like suspend disbelief, which we've talked about before. Like I can read YA when it's like a fantasy world because you can pretend they're not, you know, teenagers. But yeah, I was looking at Heartstopper, and that was the main reason why I passed it was because it's you know teenagers. Yeah. Some reason I thought they were in college. But I yeah, I was just thinking about check please. <laughs> Heart is kind of like check please because it did start as like an online webcomic yeah. and then it got popular mm-hmm. enough that she published it. Mm-hmm. And then I got a Netflix show, so there is hope <laughs> for check please yet. Yeah, that'd actually be cool. I can see check please having I can a Netflix see it show. Too. Yeah, I think it would be good. Anyway, have we discussed all we need to discuss about graphic novels? Yes. John, do you have anything you want to tell the people about graphic novels? (laughs) Special guest star, John. He said, read everything, Alan Moore. Is that the name of the the book or the reading? No, no, Alan Moore is an author. Okay, okay. He wrote like Watchmen. He wrote Swamp Thing. Oh. What else did Alan Moore write? He, he wrote V for Vendetta. Didn't v he? for Vendetta. Yes, he oh. did. I just said that. <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. This this sounds yeah, okay. House. Yeah, he's he's very. I understand. Famous. I understand this genre. Yeah, he's very famous, and uh, he's he's John's daddy. So uh, he loves Alan Moore. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I, I actually read an Alan Moore book. John just reminded me, I read one. I read an Alan Moore book. I'm cool. It's called The Killing Joke. It was very short. It's like a Joker origin story that Alan Moore hmm. wrote. It was like 50 pages and I read it. So interesting. I am literate. I'm, you are. I can read graphic you novels. Have a, you have a <laughs> podcast to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our episode um let us know what graphic novels you enjoy let us know which ones we should add to our tbr and you can do that 
at our Twitter, which is at the bookhose. And on our Instagram, which is at bookhosepod. You can also send us an email at bookhosepod at gmail.com. Definitely subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and write a review, and then share the podcast with all your friends. Also, reminder that our group read for September is The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Um, definitely send us any thoughts or questions or reviews to any of the social media or emails, as we mentioned. Um, and if you leave us a witty subject line, it could be the title of our episode. And that's next week. So send them in soon. Today, yes. probably. Actually, yeah, I was going to say, send them in today. <laughs> yeah. Today only. So it'll be yes. too late. <laughs> Monday, the 20th. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day.